Welcome back, guys, to the Pursuit of Better podcast. Got a pretty exciting one today. I'm once again without Joel because he's a daddy in and off the field. Uh, So he is not with us today. But uh, most of you know I like to bully everyone in class. And uh, that's for a reason. I brought my bully in today. Um, Keely, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Good. So Keely is the better half of me. Um, She completes me. No, um, <laughs> no, she's in today. I thought it'd be a good person to bring in because you have a pretty cool background and what you do is pretty cool and you have some cool stuff to talk about. So yeah, who are you? I'm Keely, as Y introduced me as. Um, so I guess a little bit about myself. I am in my final year of veterinary school. So what that means, come April, I will officially be a doctor of veterinary medicine Um, This is my seventh year of post-secondary education, so I'm really ready to be done. (laughs) I'm, um, I'm, I didn't, you know, help kids in third world countries like Jerry did, but I (laughs) I like to think I'm, I'm uh, still a good person for the talk today um, because I believe why the topic is kind of balancing. I thought you'd be a good person to bring in because we talk about balance and everyone goes, I have no time to work out and things like that. I think you're a perfect example of someone who literally has no time, but still makes time. So I think it's a cool, uh, something cool that we can go over. So yeah. 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 That's definitely true. So when I, when I got into vet school, um, profs actually told us they're expected to study two hours for every one hour of lecture you do. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And until I realized that like I have eight hours of lecture a day. And then if you do that math, that's 24 hours, which is literally impossible. Um, so I I really had to work hard to find balance and find time. What was that? What? study two hours for, for every, every one hour of lecture really if i've they said that to you if i have eight hours of lecture that's eight hours of lecture and 16 yeah, hours yeah, of studying of the, but they they said that to yeah you. they said that to us oh. that's <laughs> um, funny had to really uh find time to balance life a significant other family working out oh yeah you don't got i am the least work of a significant yeah other i know ever you, is you love that i'm busy because he doesn't have to pay attention to me <laughs> so uh, a little different example there but yeah you have a busy life mm-hmm. you have a lot on the go all the time keely keely was the nerd who like would study like it's on our bus ride it's like a five minute bus ride and she has her notes out and she's studying she's that person i don't waste time yeah clearly um so yeah so final year of vet school balanced life we, during school we had we had fun like we, we had, had a lot of fun yeah i think we we did a pretty good job of balancing like i mean i didn't really have any work you on the other hand yeah yeah so i, I actually have a few tips for people um if you want me to get into that yeah get into it let's let's do it Go okay it. so my my number one and probably most important tip would be time management so I always um, looked at, you know, what do I have to do this week and what plans do I have this week? Because oftentimes we'd have something to do on the weekend. Um, so I'd be like, okay, so I have Monday through Friday essentially to get XYZ finished. And a to-do list is key. I love to-do lists, huge advocate for them. Not only do you feel productive when you cross stuff off, but it keeps you on task and make sure that you get everything done you need to. Um, Yeah. Even if you just write, you know, make a sandwich and cross it off. Yeah, I think uh, I think Joel and I have talked about that in the past too. Yeah. Like making it to-do list to do. I mean, I know I give my, my clients like daily challenges just as another thing that they can cross off every single day. Exactly. Nice. And, and so, that makes sense. And you don't waste time that way. Like you, you finish your first task, you look at your to-do list and you're like, oh, all right, I have this to do next. 
Yeah. And then I uh, I really liked to get everything done Monday through Friday so that I could have fun on the weekends. I know that's maybe not possible for everyone, especially people with kids, for example. But if you if you really um, make the most of, of the time you have, then you're going to have more free time and you're going to enjoy your free time. Yeah. I think just being a little disciplined, like knowing that, okay, you allot yourself an hour a day to do this one topic or task, like do that task during that hour. Don't just like start at 15 minutes late and then like finish 15 minutes early or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like start it when you need to. Makes sense. I think, uh, and then, uh, moving on to my number two would be routine. So having routine again, keeps you on tasks, keeps you, um, you know, working towards your goals. And then also I just made working out a part of my daily routine. So Monday through Saturday, I knew, you know, one hour of that day would be allotted to working out. And that way it, it doesn't feel like, this extra task that you have to squeeze in or something that you have to dread. Instead, it's like, no, it's just part of my everyday. It's something I'm going to do the same as brushing my teeth or washing my face. Right. You just, yeah, you made it a bigger priority. You didn't think of it as like a, an extra, like, oh, if I have time today, I'll do it. Exactly. My mom's so guilty of that. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't listen to these. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure she does. No, she doesn't. Jody, I love you. Um, I think, uh, this isn't necessarily related to working out per se, but in terms of routine, also waking up and going to bed at the same time. Yeah, Joel, I think Joel and I talked about that a little bit of just like how important it is to like not only get like a full night's sleep, but going to bed at the same times and waking up at the same times is super good. It's really good for your body. Like one study showed that students who had a sleep schedule had higher grades than those who had delays in their sleep schedules. And right. I'm sure there's a million more studies around that. Yeah, I, I feel like, not to say that study isn't isn't like realistic. I 100% believe it. But I also feel like the students who had like a set sleep schedule were probably just more organized in other aspects of life as well. They're probably big nerds like me. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so <laughs> I love going to bed at yeah. nine and waking up at five. But yeah, that's just me. <laughs> um, yeah. And you did, what did, you did some intramural sports during school too. Yep. Yeah. So we had that. And then I was constantly taking you on dates. So then there was that. Okay. Okay. I think you took me on a date five years ago when we started dating. <laughs> you don't have to try anymore. I'm good. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, just keeping a routine is huge. Um, and then my number three is like make working out a priority. Yeah. So don't make the excuse. For example, um, a lot of my days this year, because I'm on clinics, start at 7.30 or 8 and then they go till 6 or 7 at night and I notice that I'm really tired at the end of the day and I'm mentally drained. So instead of, you know, booking a 7 o'clock class and making the excuse at the end of the day that, oh, I'm tired, I realized that and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to 6 a.m. because that way I have no excuse and I'm still going to get it done. Yeah, fuck that. Well, I'm not saying everyone has to wake <laughs> up and go to 6 a.m. I'm just saying like if you make it a priority – then it's going to be important to you and you're going to get it done. And, you know, for parents, for example, like I remember my parents bringing my brother and I to the hockey rink for practice and they would run stairs. Like, yeah, you, you just find you if you make it a priority, you're going to find a way to do it. Oh, 100 percent. I agree. I think Timothy, Timothy does it all the time, too. He, But he's more like he doesn't a lot of time early. He just knows he has to do it for that day. So if it happens to be at 11 o'clock at the night. He's on the bike. He's on the bike. At right. And, and that's great because he has the determination to do that. I myself, like, I don't know if I'd be willing to push myself to go work out at 11 at night. Probably not. But I can yeah, do it at di- six. A little different sleep schedules for you. Definitely. <laughs> you and him. Um, and I guess uh, one more point 
um, in terms of having a good balance is just be okay with perfect imperfections. So like you, you say the quote all the time, what does it do? Do something imperfectly. Oh, do something imperfectly every day than doing something perfect once in a while. Yeah. And I, I think that's huge because as much as I like to say, Oh, have a routine, have a to-do list, whatever stuff does happen. It yeah. comes up and I know that. So be okay with, okay, today I can't make it to the gym, but I can do 10 minutes of hit or I'm really, yeah. I'm really bad at strict handstand pushups. So I'm going to spend 15 minutes today with a pillow on my ground in my living room, practicing them. Yeah. I think that could be also be said just about school too. Oh, for sure. It's like maybe just like you don't have enough time to study today or get a lot of milk. Maybe just study for 20 minutes. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's better, better than, than nothing. nothing. So yeah. Just do it. And as well as like, I feel like as soon as you kind of get off that bandwagon, so as soon as, as soon as like you stop doing a habit, it becomes easier to say like, oh, it's all right. Oh, it's all right. But yeah. if you can like somewhat save it and be like, okay, instead of stretching for 30 minutes, I'm just going to do five minutes tonight. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to get like whatever. And then it like, you wait w- willing to be more consistent with it than rather just break it off. Definitely. Yeah. So I think that's just. Big. Just know that it's okay not to. to I feel like this is something I always have to tell you. Well, all the time. I know, I know, because you're because I get upset when I can't do everything I need to do in a day. But uh, I'm learning. Slowly. I'm I'm I have a a perfectionist type personality, which is a good thing and a bad thing all in one. Yeah, you're definitely a perfectionist, but it's got to be fast. You don't like... I don't like wasting time. No. The amount of times I have to redo your dishes, you do them because <laughs> you're like, you just rush through them and get them done. I'm like, it's literally still dirty. And you're like, done, done. Cross it off my list. <laughs> like, holy fuck. <laughs> uh, this isn't a Rose Keeley episode, but it might turn into that. Most of the time it is a Rose Keeley episode. Every day of my life, actually. It's pretty easy to roast you. So... Um, yeah, so that what were your four things again? Just run through them real quick. So yeah, number one is um, what was my number one? Oh, uh, routine, or no, my number one was time management. Sorry, time management. Number two is routine. Number three is no excuses, make it a priority, and number four was be okay with imperfections. Right, I think the no excuse one's huge. Mm-hmm. Like, like I know I'm, I'm not a, a professional at life by any means, and we all have different priorities and, and responsibilities, but I mean, I, I was a wake up at 5 a.m., study at, or go to the gym at 6 a.m., study all week, and you still found me dancing with my friends on tables at Frankenstein's on a Saturday. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, I think that's big, because I think a lot of people, when they get older, Joel and I talked about that too in one of the podcasts, but... Uh, tend to like throw like more excuses out like especially when you start having kids and stuff like that and not to say that's not a valid excuse because i think definitely there is times and circumstances where some things have to take more priority but for you like you were very busy like i don't think people fully realize like a lot of people who weren't at who didn't go to post-secondary probably don't actually realize how much work it can be like for sure that you'd have a lot of free time i mean especially under what program you're in like how is it mine was a joke but uh, like for you like you really had none and then since you wanted to get to uh, further level to like basically getting into like vet school which is basically like med school mm-hmm. uh, super competitive like there's that whole thing of like doctors are just failed vets sometimes yeah like, that was actually my, my backup plan was to go to med school yeah yeah so like there is like a huge like it's super competitive to get into 
And I don't think people realize that because it's not only just like you're studying for however long a day, but you're also like, you have to do some extracurriculars. If they see you don't do any of your intramurals, they don't see you do any like volunteer work. You have no practical experience. Yeah. Like, they're probably not going to take you and yeah. you have to fit all that in. They wanted a well-rounded person. So I was like, yeah. oh, I was on a board of academics for my program. I, uh, I did like high school tours to the school. I was uh, like a phone. I called kids in high school and talked to them about university right. and like... And then, yeah, have, maintaining friends and family and grades and, yeah. I think that's have to – did you have to make, like, a sacrifice, like, any sacrifices or anything like that, do you think? I or? would say yes. Like, uh, for example, I made it a rule, like, I don't go out on school nights, which <laughs> people right. people think I'm a big loser for that. But I was like, I need to be up and productive the next day. But, like, that doesn't mean I didn't have fun. I, I, so, obviously, I went through basically all school with you. Yeah. I I don't think anyone like I think we jokingly chirped you mm-hmm. but I think when you see someone like dedicated to their craft it's just, like you get it yeah you're like yeah like no shit like of course she's not gonna come on tonight like her future is riding on this like she wants to work hard like I don't know I never I don't think yeah. anyone actually like we made fun of you but that's just because like I make fun of you all the time that's right just something like fair I enough do. I <laughs> I feel like you, you she wasn't actually adding me there, okay? It's not just me who said she was a loser for staying on that school night. Okay? He just says it more yeah. often. I just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I don't know. Like, I do, yeah. I'd make sacrifices here and there, like, but I wouldn't say I ever give up, like, important things in my life. I still right. called my family every day. I still got to have fun with my friends. You I never missed a day of school, though. Never, never. missed, never missed a class in my entire life. Even in elementary school? Uh, I did senior for, skip day in high school, but that was like and then for sports, allowed. Right? And then sports, but that but was also different. allowed. Yeah, so. that's different. No, I've never missed a class. <laughs> Nerd. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, working out was like, to me, especially through school, because it's a place where I didn't stress anymore. And it was a, an area where I could see myself um, achieve goals outside of the academic world. Right. Which I really appreciated and I thought was really important for my mental health. Yeah, because I think... In the academic word, world, uh, comparison is huge. A lot of it is like you compare yourself to your classmates mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and it, like you're, you're fighting for a spot in vet school, so you have to compare yourself to the others. It's like if you get an exam and you only got like an 80 on it, which for normal people is like, oh, awesome. For Healy is a, oh, my God, I'm this sucks. Like this is horrible. It's the worst day of my life. Um, and say so you got an 80 on it, you'd probably feel like that until you realize everyone else got a 40. Right. And you'd probably feel really good about yourself. Yeah. Where it's like in the gym, it's like, did you just do better than what you did yesterday? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. And it's like, also, I, I just love, like, I feel so productive after I go to the gym. I'm like, yeah. my day is ready to go. My blood's flowing. I'm going to be productive. I'm motivated. Feel so, good. Yeah. No, that's good. And uh, fun fact that Keely was not a CrossFitter before she met me. I was not. Wyatt got her. me into it. Yeah. A, a short four years ago. You were one of those people, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> who uh, were too afraid to lift weights because you I didn't want to get bulky. I don't know if it's that. Yeah, actually, probably was. And now I'm in the best shape of my life. So, yeah. It, CrossFit. It's funny. You weren't, you were never, you'd never squat to depth. You never even, like, I don't think you barbell squatted. I don't think you back squatted. I don't remember. I don't know. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Back in my old good life days. Yeah. Um, but why got me into it? And then I've, never and her parents have hated me ever since (laughs) oh my god you're gonna injure yourself sorry Connie (laughs) um but yeah so another cool thing that Keely and I always talk about um 
I think is really cool. I guess are you are you done? Is there anything else you want to say about school nope. and balancing and all that stuff? No, I'm you I'm four just points in? yeah, got my points. Make it a priority is huge. So okay, see you guys in class. <laughs> yeah, this it, this might be a shorter episode too because we gotta we gotta get out of here and it's been a really busy week because yeah, the uh, Joel Dowdy decided he needed to have another kid. So, <laughs> um, but the one topic that always gets brought up and I feel like it's very common in day and age. You always see A and W hammers this all the time and it's basically uh their meat is raised without artificial hormones or anything like that is that yeah antibiotics antibiotics, yeah yeah yeah, okay um yeah and i think i mean i'm pretty much a man of science and i side with whatever the science says realistically most of it doesn't support that it's technically better for health or nothing like that um i know joel and i were talking about maybe doing a whole episode on organic food so we'll stick more to like the animal side instead of like the plant side Mm mm-hmm but the main gist of it is it's a little more expensive and it might be a little more beneficial, but on the grand scheme of things, it is probably negligent. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm very, very, very passionate about this topic. Yeah. Um, and I guess just as a preface, so any farmers or producers listening to this podcast, uh, if you... Is it preface or preface? I don't know. I probably just, I probably just said it wrong. I'm not... I had, this, I had this talk the other day with Shaggy and Kyle. And I thought like it Shaggy was, said preface. I thought it was preface. It, isn't it preface? I was going to preface this by saying preface. Someone can DM us and tell us after this podcast. Well, how are they going to DM me the word? Pronounce the word? Well, not right now. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll look it up later. <laughs> anyway, basically, I just want to say that like, if you're a producer or a farmer listening to this podcast and you raise antibiotic-free products, this is not a shot at you because I know you're doing your job and trying to make a living. And... I have a huge uh, respect for farmers and producers, so this is not on you. So, but real quick, you you specialize in large animals. Yeah, so you're not technically this. Well, you're. I'm. I'm both, but you mainly do. Yes. Um. And anyone who wants to argue with me, I have been learning this from the best of the best for the past seven years of my life. So. Oh, wow! Looking, she's the most literally. You are the least <laughs> argumentative person I know. I know. I'm probably not going to argue if anyone actually comes at me because you're I like, really, you're right. I'm really I'm passive. <laughs> but um, I think when it comes to antibiotic free, um, it's not any one person's fault. It's just a lack of knowledge to like the common consumer. So the reason why we're seeing so much antibiotic free meat or grass fed or organic or whatever is the solely. Fallacy. Yeah, you're right. I don't know what that means. It just basically means like people think just because it's natural is healthier for you. Well, yeah. Which is and- just not. So, true in the slightest yeah everything yeah. that hits grocery store shelves is solely because of consumer like consumer driven so if, yeah. if they want it we're going to start selling more of it. like gluten-free mm-hmm. like vegan protein no fat like right. all those like little buzzwords are thrown on packages because of that exactly so um in terms of meat basically antibiotic f- well i think the most important thing i really need people to hear this is that regardless of if your meat products say antibiotic free or not they are free of antibiotics like the fda is like legally regulates all drugs that vets give animals and puts on what are called withdrawal times so essentially that animal can't go to food until that withdrawal time is over so that they don't have any drugs in them so if you go to the store and you get a regular package of meat that doesn't say you know antibiotic free or free from or whatever it still has no hormones no drug residue, no antibiotics in it. And I think that's huge. People don't people don't understand that. They think all of their like food has it's hormones in, it. Yeah. in yeah. it and it doesn't. That's just that's illegal here in Canada. So 
Um, yeah. Just as an FYI. Also, I guess as an FYI, this is all yeah, this is all through Canadian yes. laws and things like that. I think this is Canadian, Canadian only farms and whatever. I think we do a very good job, especially we're pretty humane. Like oh, extremely humane. Yeah. yeah, we're like yeah, like I will not argue someone who watched fucking Cowspiracy and like well I will because if you watch a Netflix documentary for your information, just don't even try to argue anyone because chances are you're incredibly biased and it's wrong. Yeah, but besides that, um, like in India and things like that it's completely different like i have yeah. no control over what happens there no i can does. only speak like, for our yeah, country like we don't and chances are like how often does do you know if meat gets imported that often really actually much like, around here it's always canadian a lot beef. of it's canadian I mean, which is yeah. great um but essentially like if if your food does say antibiotic free it means that that animal was never treated in their entire lifespan with right. antibiotics and i'll tell you why i don't agree with that because so why you get sick do you take medicine? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so if I walk into a farm and I see like a calf with pneumonia, I'm gonna want to give it medicine, but antibiotics restrict me from doing that. So right. then, one of two things happens: either one, that animal gets sent to a different farm where it does get treated, but then is sold as regular meat. Right. Or number two, it gets euthanized, which I don't with because I think they deserve a chance to get treated. It's it's that one like case law study that i did at school where it's like the family brought in their child who was had cancer and was dying and uh they figured god would take care of their kid and the doctor was like uh no he's gonna die if we don't do the treatment right and then the doctor ended up saying fuck you guys i'm doing it anyways yeah. he did the treatment and the family sued oh yeah, and it was, a, it was a whole case law. I forget the case, but it was a big one. It was a big study, or not big study, but it was a big right. case we locked, talked about. So similar idea to you. It's exactly. like either you treat it, yeah, or unfortunately, or they die. And it's especially not pigs, live its right? Life. Like pigs are yeah, like they, like they're really susceptible to a lot of diseases. So we treat prophylactically with antibiotics, and I think that's not a bad thing. I think it's actually a great thing because it prevents them from suffering because they yeah. don't get respiratory disease or like lameness or whatever, and. So, so in terms of like overall welfare, that's like a whole nother topic. And that's why I don't agree with antibiotic free farms per se. Um, but if we're talking about health, like solely is antibiotic free meat better for your health than non, I would say no, because they're essentially the same thing. Right. Without the only difference is the antibiotic free um, meat is going to be more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> classic <laughs> so so i mean i mean if if it makes you more comfortable to buy that sure but like i'm i'm here to tell you that the truth is your meat will not have hormones in it it will not have antibiotics in it and it will not have drug residue in it right usually the truth is also like in terms of like the anti like you know more about the animal side and the welfare and like all that cool stuff i didn't know about the fda stuff until mm -hmm. we actually talked about it the other day but uh, yeah, in terms of the health stuff, there's very little, really no literature to support most of the hormone and antibiotics right. that they being technically healthy for you and, or not. And it's that just, goes the same for like um, milk, like cow yeah. milk, like it's not going to have growth hormones in it. And it's, yeah, and it's not a bad thing. Like, I don't think if you want to, if you maybe like, maybe like more, sure, maybe there's a taste different. I don't, I don't know. I've never actually had them side by side. I'd be skeptical to think there might be a taste difference. Yeah, I don't Honestly, think so. Yeah, I think it's probably just more or less like. Is there any regulations on, since it's like maybe organic or whatever it is, uh, antibiotic free, is there like shelf life times? Um, I, 
I don't yeah. I don't know like if it's less like a lower shelf like yeah and maybe it's a little bit more fresh and I, that's why people I, think it tastes better I don't know I don't know because I feel like any any animal freshly <laughs> is probably gonna taste better than an animal that's been sitting in the freezer right like I think that's just right but but all animals I think are slot slaughtered and then frozen and then yeah like it's it's pretty consistent across yeah. the board but unless you're jerry and you hunt it immediately yeah but then, we're not all that cool so no we're not <laughs> um i get i guess though on, on this topic though the most important thing would be to look for canadian meat and canadian um right. milk so look for that little blue cow on your milk products support your dairy farmers um because because canadian is like i I don't really know the regulations in the u.s or in europe or whatever but i feel like u.s has pretty good regulations right i imagine they were really similar i would think so too but but i'm speaking solely based on canadian regulations yeah i think in third world third world countries where yeah that might be it might be a little more sketchy i guess i'm talking a lot about cows but i guess i should say also put pork on your fork shout out to chug oh god yeah <laughs> chug chug's probably got his peepees a little hard listening to this right now talking to us uh listening to us talk about all this uh hormone stuff is he he's is he an antibiotic i don't know if he is like a, he, he does a lot of pigs that yeah. should have been something i should ask him he wants on the podcast so i have to get him on and then he can yeah. just talk farm for an hour and bore everyone to death i'm kidding chug <laughs> he's gonna get mad at me for that <laughs> um yeah i think uh, yeah and you talked about it too. Like once one of those pigs gets sick and they're antibiotic free and you can't treat the pig, you have it's to. gonna spread, right? Oh yeah. And then that could be death for the whole barn. And then the farmer loses a lot yeah. of money from that too. And then yeah. you're and you can't so is too, like people think, Oh, it's like euthanized, whatever, it's just become meat anyways, it's still fine. But you can't no, use you it. No, you can't right? eat yeah. it. It has to be like thrown if, out. If I if I euthanize an animal, it cannot go to meat. And that and why is that? Well, number one is because of the products we use to euthanize them. Gotcha. Um, so if you just shot it, would it be different? No, because okay. we don't know what it has. <laughs> like like a lot of the diseases it has are not, you can't eat that. Okay. Either because it's zoonotic and then you'll get sick or, then, or it's just, again, Canadian regulations. Like it, yeah. it can't go to food. It can't even go to um, dog food or cat food anymore. Like really? that's, that's a rule so now it, as well. So does it just get burned? Uh, yeah, it gets composted. Actually, really cool. There's um, a place that composts all the dead stock, and then like it uses the energy generated from composting them to um, power the plant, which I think is really cool for the environment. No, that's pretty cool. Not that we want to talk about dead animals. That's yeah. quite sad, and <laughs> it, it breaks my heart to do I mean, that. But anyone went to Downey Central, there is uh one of those the pig dumpsters, the pig dumpsters, like right next to the playground because there was a farm, <laughs> and so I'm like. Every like I don't know twice every month or once every month, a truck would come by and it's like a giant garbage truck. Put its forks in, and then you just see this thing get lifted up. All the kids are watching, and then you just see a bunch of dead pigs come out of the dumpster. This is this this is like an elementary school. You got like preschool <laughs> to grade eights there, just all watching all these Scarring dead pigs. all these poor children. Yeah, it was a, it was an interesting. It was funny. It was, it was yeah, it's, it's funny shit. Okay, but I I personally don't what? find it funny, but. I I don't <laughs> I think it's just funny in the sense all these kids are like oh look at the pigs I'm like oh my god <laughs> they're dead, they're dead. <laughs> um, but uh, are do you know much about the environmental impact on uh, uh, no like I'm I, gonna be honest like that's a whole nother topic that I would love to learn about yeah. but but I think um, I don't know if if like organic animals are all that much better than like organic plants but I think the plant side of things has a bigger impact than the animals would on the environment really in terms of like organic like organic 
animals basically can only consume organic food. They don't get antibiotics. They don't get hormones. They don't get insecticides. And they're not allowed to consume any like mammalian product, byproduct. Um, and they have to have access to the outdoors. So in terms of like the environment, like I don't really understand how that's any than like regular production besides the insecticide side of things. Right. Would uh, so environmentally, there's probably not a ton. I of think, difference. I think if we're talking about organic plants, that's like a whole nother topic yeah, that I'm not I, educated on. So I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like maybe Joel and I will talk about if we do a podcast on organic stuff, we can talk about that a little bit because I'm on the side that organics are probably more worse for the environment mm-hmm. as a totality than not just because like they're going to be non GMO. And right. so it's like, okay, sick. So instead of having like your corn that yields like, eight uh cobs of corn now you're only getting corn that yields three right per stock and so it's like well that's going to create more last that's going to be more water free right so the Fair certain enough. heat like certain temperatures like we're genetically modifying them to be more resilient to weather right so it's like okay if you're not doing that now you, you have to put more shit on it you have to take care of it you're probably i think it's just like a whole snowball effect yeah. i think on the surface it makes sense because like oh yeah no chemicals but then yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I wish I, I could. I wish I could add to this, but I, I truly don't have any knowledge on that. So I don't want to say any false information. Yeah. I think I'll have to do an in-depth dive and, and mm-hmm. see that. Cause I think, I don't know. I know Joel's a little skeptical to do an organic podcast. Cause I think he's worried about what I'm going to say, <laughs> to be honest with you. Not that bad. I think the, in the, the kind of put my own belief on is I think just because you're buying organic doesn't mean it's healthier for you. Right. I think that's, um, I think if you do, go for it. If you have the money, why not? Like, sure, if you like the taste, fuck it, go for it. Right. Mind to say otherwise, it's not worse for you. I just think that if you're ha- if you're only choosing organic things because you think they're healthier for you, you're probably better spent spending your money elsewhere. Right. Like in the long run, like it, well, that's probably negligible. Yeah, I um, actually, uh, I don't mean to drift us off to another topic, but no, I just thought us. of something that's really fun that I wanted to share with people okay sure um so i know that like oat milk and almond milk and soy milk is like really popular nowadays i don't yeah, i think because people are scared of cow milk for some reason yeah um in terms of health <laughs> i i don't think like i think milk is probably one of the healthiest things you can consume per gram of food and if you put it in a bowl of chocolate lucky charms it's even better for you oh for sure for sure <laughs> um but i think a lot of people consume these like um, what is it called? Like a, a, a di- milk product. Uh, a byproduct? It's not, not a byproduct, product, but like, um, a milk alternative. That's what I was Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I think they consume it because everyone thinks they're lactose intolerant nowadays. Um, <laughs> I think that's <laughs> probably not, not true. true. Um, not to shit on anyone, but I, d- I don't think that's true. But to anyone who does think they're lactose intolerant. the same intolerant, way everyone thinks they're fucking celiac. Yeah, exactly. And it's like what 1% of the population in the world is technically celiac. Right. So, so fun fact for anyone who is truly lactose or thinks they're lactose, um, there's new milk product coming out now hitting shelves called A2A2 milk. And essentially it carries a different protein than what is in um, regular cow milk. And it's just a genetic, like, uh, it's a genetic carrier in certain breeds of cows. So, like, we test cows um, for their genetics and then breed those purebreds together to make cows that make A2A2 milk. And it's, uh, it whatever the protein is, it's it's good for people with lactose intolerance because it doesn't it doesn't contain the 
the lactose essentially. And I think that's really cool because it's still a way we can support like Canadian farmers without, you know, getting. Well, it's a really good side effects of like lactose intolerance. I don't mind almond milk or anything like that. Like I think it's fine, but I think you're probably just better off drinking regular milk. Right. Always. I just, I just think, uh, this is like a new product that not a lot of people know about yet, but I have seen it on shelves. I was at no frills the other day. So go check it out. If you're lactose intolerant, try it. That's pretty cool. Actually. I like Mm -hmm. that. We'll have to get uh, Jenna Rops on that. Yeah. Is Shelby lactose? No, no she's, just she's just a vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. What else do you have written there? You got anything else? Uh, no, that was that was all my my. That was notes. all your. Yeah. That was everything we had. Yeah. Wow, only thirty minutes. What do you What do you want to talk about? I don't know why. I'm not very interesting, but. No. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I think. Uh, I think Joel and I will have to do an organic episode. I think I forced his hand now into it. Yeah. Now um, that we've had this discussion, yeah, he's going to have to. I think a lot of people to. are going to want more. But I think you have, I mean, you opened my mind up to a lot of things too. Uh, the antibiotic stuff is something mm-hmm. I honestly never really thought of because I didn't really, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm just like, whatever. Like, I don't really care. Right. Like, if the FDA is willing to like approve it and says it's fine for my health, it's probably fine for my health. Like rarely do they ever fuck things up. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, there's people who are way smarter than me making those decisions. So like, why wouldn't I trust the people who know more and have studied it for years? Right. And I mean, that, it, that can be said about a lot of things. <laughs> we're not going to get we're not into gonna that, go into on that. This. Yeah. No, no, I don't think we should get into that. On um, that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm really kind of passionate about um, supporting Canadian farmers. So like yeah. if you ever have questions about, I don't know anything in regards to how they're treated or how, what drugs we use in them or whatever. Well, let's let's like, talk about the welfare of animals. Real quick. Okay. Yeah. Like I for think... anyone who's vegetarian, vegan and think that our animals are yeah, not treated so what, well. What would you say to people who are, yeah, vegan and vegetarian because of uh, hum- uh, animal rights? Right. Activism? Right. If it's, if it's a different reason, like all the power to you, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get mad at someone for not eating meat. Yeah. Um, But I've been on many, many farms in my life, like tons, probably more than the average person. And I've seen how these animals get treated and it's actually wonderful welfare. So the the thing I always say to people is farmers are trying to make money. In order to make money, your animals need to produce a good product. So if like an animal is getting beaten or stressed or fearful, they're going to produce a shitty product. They're going to not put on weight or they're going to die or they're going to get sick. And so that would make the farmer not make money. So that makes zero sense. So these animals have like a a great welfare, you know, like um, there's like for cows, for example, herd helps. So we go and look at these animals every week or every other week. So they're constantly getting checked up by a professional who's looking at their health and looking at their welfare. Um, Like animals are often exposed to like fans because we don't want them to be heat stressed or really good ventilation to make sure that you know, they have a good respiratory system. They have like scratchers to scratch their backs. Like, I don't know if anyone's known that, but like we do give them or like pigs can get bored. So oftentimes we give them like things to play with, like chains or, or like they make little like toys for them to play with and chew on because right. they get you didn't, you bored. Didn't, you don't really sell yourself too well. When you're like, yeah, we give them things to play with, with chains. It's like- well, no, because we don't <laughs> want them to hurt themselves, but they like to chew on stuff. Right. And we don't want them to, them to eat something, right. like chew it and then eat it off. So like- yeah we give them chains and they really enjoy chewing on them and like playing with them. Yeah. That's super weird. Yeah. (laughs) But okay. Um, But no, they like, 
I think the biggest indication if I knew like an animal is getting mistreated is if I'm a human and I walk into the pen and it's like scared of me, then I know it's getting mistreated. But like, I'm going to tell you right now, like I walk into like cow pens and they all come and want their heads scratched and they like come and sniff me and lick me and all that fun stuff. See, I think most people would see that and they'd be like, oh my God, it's like a lack of attention. They just need attention. No, they're just like curious and happy and, and, and we, there's like, so many rules nowadays, especially in Canada, around well, welfare. Yeah, what'd you say that they're getting rid of? Tie stalls. Yeah. Yeah, so we used to have, or some some people still do have tie stalls for cows where um, they're kind of like tied up for a majority of the day. And we're get, moving away from that um, just like as a welfare oh, thing. Welfare, yeah. but, but people like get so frustrated. But the truth is we can't make extreme changes all at once because that's a big economic investment so you have to realize like when they put in new welfare changes like they need to give farmers 10 years to do that and i think animal welfare wasn't a thing 10 years ago no no I think people really cared until cowspiracy came out on netflix but yeah no it's, it's a big <laughs> thing now there's a thing called the five freedoms if anyone yeah. ever wants to look it up and it's like freedom from pain and discomfort freedom from um thirst and like hunger freedom from or freedom to perform um, normal behavior. And there's there's five of them. And long story short is we follow those five freedoms for the animals. So like right. they can, you know, they can move adequately and they can be like cows like to be in groups. So we hold them in groups. Right. And, and um, there's people in the veterinary industry whose whole entire job is around behavior and welfare. And so... Again, I can't speak for what happens elsewhere outside of Canada, but I know inside of Canada, like if you're a vegetarian because you think these animals are getting mistreated, I'm here to tell you that's not true. And in terms of the killing process, I don't mean to get like dark here, but I think people are probably curious. Yeah, I think um, so. In Canada, there is laws around how animals are killed. And the law basically states that number one, it needs to be immediate. And number two, they cannot feel pain during the whole time. So animals get rendered unconscious first because uh, when you're unconscious, you can't perceive pain. So like in order to feel pain, you have to A, feel it, and then B, have a brain aware to detect that you're it's feeling pain. like when pain. you get put under for surgery. Exactly. You're not going to feel anything, right? And that's not because that's not necessarily because they like freeze you there. It's it's solely because your brain is not perceiving pain. So to put them unconscious, do you whack them with a hammer? No, we okay. do not. That That is not true. <laughs> we have different methods to do it, but, but I promise you like animals are first rendered unconscious and then they are slaughtered. So they feel no pain. And, um, at the plants, there's also a veterinarian on site at all times to make sure that if an animal is showing distress or pain, like before the killing process, they don't go for meat again. Like once again, they get killed humanely and then just Hmm. sent to compost. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. I think there's, I think you get a lot, we get a lot out of you. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. Like, I think a lot of people would disagree with me, but the truth is like, we have made leaps and bounds in the animal world. I think a lot of people would disagree with you, but I think a lot of people don't have the knowledge that you do. Right. Yeah. I think there's a huge, I think there's a lot of people who probably disagree with some of my like, um, the workouts that we program or things like that. But like a lot of people disagree with CrossFit, but they just don't understand it. Exactly. Exactly. The more you start to understand things, A, the more you realize you don't know Mm -hmm. and B, the more you respect it yeah and you start to get like people who like spend years working on things like are going to be the ones you want to trust exactly and I, I i mean i'm not saying the whole agricultural industry is perfect but what is perfect 
Like nothing. nothing. Nothing's perfect. Right? We're, yeah. we're always going to find well, new ways to adapt. Except for me. But mm. um, <laughs> I see your head's getting bigger. <laughs> yes, it is. After that uh, episode about egos and all that stuff and how people said I didn't have a big ego, I need to, or said I had a big ego, I'm just doing like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Stick to that? And I'm just going to have myself have a big okay. ego from now on. All right. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? All right, you continue. What are you going to say? I wasn't going to say anything. I thought you were going to have a question for me. I don't know. I I'm did. Just, and that's what's annoying That's okay. Yeah. It'll come to you. I had something. I, I, I am very, very passionate about this though. So I, I mean, I'm all for that's talking what, to people about it. And I'm a like, huge advocate for meat and milk. I think, uh, ironically, the people who are more often uh, against like farming and things like that are never farmers. Yeah, exactly. I get it. Like they need to make money. So they're making a living off it, but they see it firsthand. So they probably realize it's really not that bad. Mm-hmm. it's like okay it's fine i get like there's probably someone out there who probably knows way more about the environmental impact and i'd love to get them on oh for sure i think that'd be yeah. a really cool topic that's, that's outside my spectrum as yeah. of right now but because i i really do, i don't know nearly enough about it yeah uh, as maybe i i should have for someone who says eating meat is perfectly fine for health which which it is i i think people but just need to maybe not get their information from the fit chick on instagram and the documentaries that are not peer-reviewed on netflix and ask a professional yeah right <laughs> but that that's doesn't make sense though <laughs> right why would that make sense there's a really good blog that i follow um that soccer mom yeah <laughs> um once again you can apply that to a lot of things but um yeah i i think that's just like a curious thought process i mean it's the same way that uh you see certain like i don't know let's just fuck i'll just say it like very rarely do you see a doctor who's anti-vax. Right. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. (laughs) Like the majority of the people who are like, honestly don't have education within immunology. It's like, there's probably a reason for Mm -hmm. it. Like uh, there's a strong like correlation here. Probably does equal causation. Like there probably isn't. I think that's the same for you. Like with people in vet school, like I think you have a couple of, like you have a couple of vegetarians. We do have a couple of vegetarians and vegans. Uh, um, That's, that's a whole nother can of worms. They, uh, they've, they've said some false information to the public and it caused a lot of, uh, Did it? arguments in our class. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They were sharing information, like twisting the words of what a prof said essentially and, uh, and, okay. uh, fighting, fighting one of the, um, animal industries and what animal industry, the pig animal industry. Why? Um, they twist it like they. They're saying stuff. Let's get into this. No. Are you, are you going to post this on your story no, and say, not, oh, I listen to like, a no. new podcast and everyone's going to be like, everyone's hate me. holy shit. No, actually us as, uh, we are, we called, we're called foodies in, in my class if we like, like food animals. So like cows and horses and pigs yeah. and, um, and a lot of the small animal people do not like us if they're vegetarians and vegans because they don't mm-hmm. think we should, should be supporting the agricultural industry, but because, I'm a big fan. Because of... Just, uh, I think they, they... Or do they, are they like, because there's two, like, there's reasons, like, like, Shelby's a good example of someone who, uh, I think is vegetarian because she's just like, she just thinks herself, she finds it ethically, I'm, I'm definitely putting words in her mouth. So if she listens okay. to something. I thought she sorry. did it for the environment. Does she? Yeah. I'm definitely putting words in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she okay. does it for the environment. Um... No, there are some people in my class like that that are vegetarians, vegans. Like I said, I'm nothing against you if you are. Like, no, I don't it either. is a personal choice. I personally love steak and chicken, and I'm okay with it because I've seen firsthand like yeah. how good their lives can be. Um, but you know, 
teach their own. Yeah, I think just some people find it like ethically wrong. They're yeah, just, like, I just and, like, and don't want to kill another animal. Right, I think and that's what, and that's that's totally reasonable. Yeah. I I think I'm here to like not argue that. I'm I'm just here to like share what I know and share yeah. my information. And like if that sways you to eat meat, then that's great. But if it doesn't, like there's nothing wrong with that. No, I I don't think anyone yeah needs to be forced to eat meat or anything like that. I just don't think you need to feel bad. No, for eating meat because of like you're worried about animal welfare, health. No, yeah things like that like i think there's better yeah that there's there's a big difference between animal rights and animal welfare yeah i I am taught animal welfare so they live a good life animal rights is like extremists who think that you know cows have the ability to understand death and life yeah well it's the idea of like um like ants i remember hearing this i'm talking about it it's like Ants are pretty much as close to a robot as they can be. Right. Like, they're very systematic. They don't have free will. Mm-hmm. Like, contrary to what you think, they don't have, like, families and all that. They're just an ant. Like, killing ones, like, sure, it's, like, it's taking a life, but that life was literally just a bunch of neurons firing. Yes. Like, yeah. it, yeah. it's, it wasn't that big of a deal. I, I agree that <laughs> I think animals should be treated well, yeah, and yeah. I think they should lead good lives while they are alive. But do I think that that's a reason not to consume an animal? I would say no. Yeah. But I, again, that's personal opinion. No, I think so too. And I, I think Jerry would probably strongly agree as a, as a hunter. Oh, yeah. 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 I, think, uh, I think he'd be all over this topic too. Um, but yeah, is there anything else... Uh, you want to say we can wrap this up i know we got to go so. um no one come at me and attack me because i don't like arguments <laughs> start to cry. so i will cry i'm gonna say you that did right kill now. an animal the other day though i did i hit a skunk on the car ride right home, over and i bawled my eyes out and wyatt decided it was funny to take a photo of me while i, was crying. <laughs> I felt just, bad just memes. the poor skunk did nothing wrong and I also didn't want us to go off the bridge, so I stuck on my straight path of driving. Oh, you did not see it until like, I didn't the last. See it. I'm Don't even be pretend honest. like you Vin Diesel that <laughs> shit. No, you didn't see it. <laughs> no, I didn't. But I, I don't intentionally do stuff like that. No, I care about animals. That's why yeah. I'm doing what I'm doing. I was gonna say, I think that's why most vets get into what like vet. They I like to help people, anymore. and I like to help animals. And yeah. Yeah, if, and if anyone, like I, I said, don't come and yell at me, which I, please but don't, I but like if you want to have, have a conversation, conversation yeah. like a respectful conversation where we both listen to each other's sides, like I'm I'm here for that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think that'd be cool. I always thought it'd be cool to have a debate, like host a debate. I'd be here. really bad at it. Don't don't use me. Yeah, just tell me what I need to say and I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's going to pretty much wrap it up. Hopefully you learned a little bit about how to balance uh, busy lives because I think Keely had a really busy, still has a very busy life. Always will, I think. April, I think it'll start to slow down for you Hopefully, a little bit. Hopefully, when I'm yeah. done school. But knowing you, you'll still be high strung and anxiety and all that fun stuff of <laughs> stress. But that's another conversation. Um, but yeah, and then hopefully you learned a little bit about like antibiotics and learn that farming's not that bad of a thing it's okay like animals aren't abused yes in most in most cases in some cases they totally are and i don't think either of us stand for for those cases oh no but then yeah. those people get like, charged yeah. and lose their animals I mean, not, so. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably not in canada but like not in canada yeah, yeah, no yeah. yeah and i i think everyone can agree that's a horrible yeah. thing no one wants to, i don't want to support that no like i don't think i'd eat uh like meat if I knew it was from no. a place like that, because I'd be like, no, I that's why you look that. for a Canadian yeah. stamp of approval. Yeah. So look for Canada. But uh, yeah, you can go ahead. Where can they find you? 
I mean, if they want to follow me on Instagram, sure, go ahead. Oh, my God. It's Keely Baker on Instagram. That's (laughs) K-E-E-L-E-Y. No, it's Um, not. Yeah. It's K Baker. Well, yeah, it's K Baker, but they can look up my name and find me. Okay. Um, Not that I post much exciting stuff, but... You post me sometimes. I think that's exciting. Yeah, I post you a lot more than you post me, Wyatt. Okay, we're doing this. All right. Yeah, actually, no, I want to tell them the story. Uh, this year for my birthday, Wyatt told me I have um, an option for my gift. It's either he posts oh. me on his on his Instagram or I get a card. So okay, I, well, I went for the I post. I hate <laughs> birthday cards. They're so <laughs> stupid. Like, I get it. Just say happy birthday and we'll move on with our I, like I just like, why do you need to give me a card and write your feelings out? I don't I don't care. Like, don't don't worry, uh, guys. Don't I promise I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I, I as much as I say I'm not. I'm very happy. <laughs> you say you're not? All right. We'll end it here. <laughs> okay, see uh I guess hold on. You can find me at Mako Training Methods on Instagram and you can find me at coach underscore Wyatt on TikTok. I actually have a new thing coming out uh for my TikTok followers and Instagram followers. I'm gonna be releasing a wad every Wednesday. Um some will be at home variations, some will be in gym variations, but something that you can look forward to. So go ahead and follow me there if you want to keep up on that. And I always forget to say this, but this is the first time I'm remembering, I think, in all of our podcasts. But uh, if you guys could go ahead and give us a five star rating mm-hmm. on, um, I think Apple has it. I don't know if Spotify, I don't know if Spotify has a rating or not. Um, but that'd be much appreciated. That gets uh, our voices out there a little bit more uh, if you want that. <laughs> I don't know if you want that. Um, but yeah, that'd be much appreciated. And we'll uh, see you guys on the next one. Thank you.